I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Four seasons, over 30 incredible guests, hundreds of podcast recommendations. I'm your host, Laura Whitmore, and in this special series of Castaway, we'll bring you the best bits from our back catalogue, sharing those golden castaway moments and throwing in those bingeable podcast picks we're all hungry for along the way. Welcome to Castaway, the best bits. Well, hello, sexy podcast superfans. Today, we'll be sharing some recommendations from the sensual and saucy sex and relationship genre. So for your ears only, Let's hear what our celebrity guests over the past four seasons have recommended when it comes to all things sex and relationships. To start off, I'm throwing us back to season one, where I was welcomed into the gorgeous home of G. Fletcher, host of Happy Mum, Happy Baby. G. shared a fantastic recommendation. Where should we begin with Esther Perel? This podcast is intimate, honest, and shares a a real insight into a relationship therapy session with expert Esther Perel. Here's what G had to say about the podcast and why she loves it so, so much. Now, I know Esther Perel, but mm. I didn't know about this, uh, where should we begin? That, yeah. So you're basically in couples counselling in a way. It's really weird. And I've got to say, I listened to it again. Tom, don't panic. Um, <laughs> but I was talking to someone at a wedding this year so I've only been listening to it this year and uh, talking about how amazing podcasts are for conversations and stuff like that and she was like oh you should listen to Esther Perel she's amazing I thought okay so we went for a run and it literally is two people in marriage counselling for whatever reason and sometimes they're reasons that are so far removed mm. from your own relationship but it is for great juicy to listen to yeah and you're kind of like oh and, and just that knock on effect that you know of what you do in a relationship and what comes back it does kind of make you go just to myself I need to be a bit calmer I need to be a bit kinder I need to you know love him a bit more it does just kind of make you you think well we're you know we're not as bad as that (laughs) does that sound terrible (laughs) but it's amazing she's just got a really good way of getting people to chat and and yeah it's really thought-provoking to listen to What you're about to hear is an unscripted, one-time couples counseling session. It contains mature themes and listener discretion is advised. For the purposes of maintaining confidentiality, names and some identifiable characteristics have been removed. But their voices and their stories are real. Among the top stressors in any couple's relationship or family relationship is death and illness. When you get married, you think, I'll be with you in sickness and in health, and that's true, but you picture being old. I have early onset Parkinson's. Um, I was diagnosed about a year ago. This is a young couple. They're at the beginning of their life together. They have three young children, and their entire life 
has begun to change more and faster that they can even get their head around. You're listening to real recordings. That yeah, have and sometimes it's literally heartbreaking mm. listening. You know, she was um, doing something the other day where, I mean, I won't go into the details on this podcast, but um, where she wanted the husband to to say his point of view and the wife kept butting in and she was like, this isn't your story to tell, it's mm. his. And she was like, but I'm the one that's there. I'm the one that it has an effect on. And hearing her sort of break down over that, um, it's just hard, like, oh, just grabs you. So I actually listened to them running. Um, so I wonder, I go crying quite a lot, but it's but just amazing. You, do, you get so lost in it. And same yeah. with, um, I suppose, anything I, I listen to that I'm... Sometimes I'm, it's, I'm not aware of my surroundings. So I could be running crying or I could be yeah. running really happy. And I, yeah. I'm just thinking my neighbours must look at me going, oh, what? She, <laughs> here she goes again. Here she goes again. <laughs> but it is like you're hearing the breath. You're hearing the breath yeah. get caught in the throat. Yeah. And it's it's passion. It's real. It's real. Yeah. Real life. You can't yeah. make it up. Um, Esther Perel, she, she's got some great TED Talks as well, that, um, if you have a chance to look on YouTube. Uh, and she's two books. And I um, she said this thing, which I think is... Is, is lovely she talks about basically her background and where she came from and why she kind of has a perspective on life and why it is the way it is and um, basically her parents were survivors um, of a Nazi concentration camp mm. and and I, I know sometimes I feel with life we're surviving each day yeah um, even just bringing it back to the basics it's just getting through each day mm-hmm. and her outlook is we're not surviving we have to revive each day that's so good now we're a bit warmed up. Here's the Irish charmer, the lovely Ivana Lynch, who gave us some real variety of recommendations when she appeared on Castaway. One of which was Authentic Sex by the sex-positive Australian pleasure advocate, Juliet Allen. Now, if you've not heard of this podcast, it's definitely one to check out as nothing, and I mean nothing, is off the table. Take a listen. Any podcast you listen to, you will naturally learn something new, be it like a fun That's podcast, true. be it, you know, one specifically about veganism, be it a, a political one, even be it something that that's more of a drama or like a crime thriller or whatever it may be. And um, the next podcast I have learned a lot from the family. Oh my God. And it's the Authentic Sex yes. Podcast with Juliet <laughs> Allen. I learned things I didn't know oh that God. I needed to know. And it incredible? I, so I'm just going to, for anyone who hasn't listened to it, I'm going to just, um, I'm going to call it some of the titles of some yep. of the podcasts that have Go already existed, uh, just to kind of give you an idea. One is like six things every man needs to know about sex with women. And that is very important for men and women, because I was like, I didn't know that about my own body. <laughs> um, actually, I want to ask you this one, because I i mean, I grew up in very Catholic Ireland. Yep, I went to yep. a convent. This um, is why I love it so much, though. Oh, I had sex education by a nun, Ivana. Like, basically, I'm not even joking. <laughs> Classic. And there is one podcast, I think it might have been quite early on, um, Five Things I Wish I Was Taught in High School Sex Education. Uh-huh. And I like, I, 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 I want to put that question to you. Five things you wish you knew that you, you didn't learn when you were younger. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Or I even just give five. me one thing. <laughs> I have one. hundred things. One, the orgasm. That was mm-hmm. never discussed, especially the female orgasm. It was like the idea that sex ends when a man orgasms. That's it, yeah. done. Like that, I learned that from the films because that's totally what it's like. like he made the noise and it was done. Yeah, but it's so limited. And so in Juliet's podcast, she talks even about like practicing. By the way, I'm single, so I have to take breaks from this podcast because sometimes it makes me feel really lonely. But and also, is- you, you were doing a podcast about normal people. Between that and this, <laughs> you know, a lot of sexual frustration. Yeah, 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 exactly. But like. 
yeah, her talk, she talks about like non ejaculate sex and how mm-hmm. it's like conserving your energy. And that's a thing that's discussed in, in yoga as well. I think they call it prana. I might be getting this wrong, but like I remember I did a yoga teacher training course years ago. And in one of like oh, wow. the books, the sutras, it was talking about like practicing, uh, yeah, preserving like your sexual energy, not ejaculating. And I think it was aimed at men, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's so true that it's like, energy and it's creative energy and it can be used in other ways and yeah it's very it's it's like a very patriarchal way of viewing sex to think that it ends when he's happy you know Mm -hmm. as I've been listening to it it's like really opened my mind but yeah I just didn't I think it's not just sex in Ireland. Mm-hmm. it's like indulgence anything that's pleasure for you that's like even I think a lot of Irish people think have this idea that work should be hard and you should hate your job mm-hmm. a little bit and it should be nine to five and all that kind of stuff. Like it, it, this whole idea of like too much pleasure is sinful, is wrong, is you should be ashamed of yourself. I really, I resent that. And I think this podcast like showcases that it's just the antithesis of that. Julia is so mm-hmm. much about sensuality and not just in your sex life, like living in a sensual way, like, because she sees as, you know, the sacred feminine has been repressed. We've all been kind of taught and programmed to live and work and have sex like men, you know, Mm. go, go, go and hustle, hustle, hustle. And it's not the right way. It's not our full creative potential. And yeah, I find her so amazing and informative, but I also find her hilarious because she'll just sometimes be doing a podcast and she'll just go, and she'll just sigh and she'll just go, "Mm," you know, (laughs) it's just like (laughs) no other presenter or podcaster does that. Like podcasters are afraid of the sound of silence. They're like, oh, silence, got to fill it with something funny and entertaining. Mm -hmm. And sometimes she just sits there making sensual noises. And I just love it. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to just tell people a really short version of what you're doing in the world at the moment so Mm -hmm. that there's a bit of context to why you're here? Yeah. What is this feminine healing guy? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So my work really looks at supporting women to come home to themselves. So really embracing their feminine essence, their radiance, their creativity, their sensuality. Um, And I do that through body work. So quite a lot of yoni and womb healing work in, in person. So using different tools of massage and energetic healing to clear away stagnant energy that might be blocking women from really accessing their their pleasure potential and their you know their power ultimately I think our sexuality is yeah we can't separate that from from how we show up in the world and how we show up with our power in the world so Mm. it's really looking at how we can use um yeah embodiment to Mm. to come back and really reclaim all parts of ourselves Mm. and then I also work with women online and do different workshops and and other offerings that that look at these similar realms of sexual healing to support women to just feel their most juicy sensual delicious selves Mm. it is incredible and I'm sure it's not just growing up in Ireland this happens in so many different places but the whole functionality of sex and I know I even talked to my girlfriends recently who um, are now maybe trying for a baby some are and some are and I was like I just was taught that you look at a boy and you get pregnant you know and <laughs> like that like just don't even go near them that you, like there was all these rumors going around no one ever clarified anything for you you're embarrassed to ask the question because mm. 
you were taught that's a stupid question. So you would never even ask the question and you'd spend your life not knowing how things work. And just the whole thing of like tuning into our bodies. We're never taught to do that, that our bodies mm-hmm. have like wisdom and these inner cycles and things. And like Julia talks a lot about using, yeah, your cycle to create and manifest. Like some of her stuff is out there, Laura. Like it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it can't be a bit well. Like she talks about, she does like blood rituals with her menstrual blood every month where she'll manifest. And she uses like, she uses those cups, those moon cups. Mm. And she anoints herself with her own blood and talks about what she wants to call in. And it's just like, wow, you know, it, I'm just, I've been raised and conditioned to think, oh, get that out of the way. That is disgusting. And mm-hmm. she's there just like, slathering herself well I don't think she, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I don't think it's quite that but like even I was listening yeah. to one of her podcasts yesterday and she was like yeah she was talking about a moon cup and she was like oh you know you don't have to use it in a ceremony you can just water your plants with it or just throw it <laughs> in your garden and it's just like she didn't even entertain that you would just flush it down the toilet or in the yeah, bin yeah, or yeah. something she was like you know if you don't if this is too out there for you then just water your plants with it it's just mm-hmm. it's very very empowering and very cool yeah Really inspiring too. And I even just, it makes me even kind of look at myself. Like I'm probably not at the stage of getting my moon cup and just slathering the blood around the place. Although Kim Kardashian uses her own blood to give herself a facial. So I'm sure it's great for oh your my skin. God. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm still at that stage. Like I'll put like a tampon up my sleeve to go to the loo. Do you know yeah. that kind mm-hmm. of way? I'm, mm-hmm. I still do that. And I like, I listen at this, this woman, Juliet, and I'm like, I'm so inspired. Like I'm not at that stage, yeah. but I love... I love getting something from it. And maybe it will make me go Sinking. next time. Yeah. Maybe I'll tell people, actually, I, I'm just going to change my tampon. That's that's what I'm doing. Maybe. So you know. yeah, maybe that's your next step for like yeah. sexual liberation. <laughs> maybe Female that's liberation. what it is. <laughs> I'm excited oh. for you. Do you know what? You've given me a lot to think about. Good. A lot to think about. And if you wanted to think about more about that, it's the Authentic Sex Podcast. Juliet Allen, she's a sexologist, which is probably one of the coolest job titles. Do you think Isn't she it? writes that down like on her passport? What do you do? Oh, she's so proud of it. And she she's so she's great because I feel like she's done almost everything. Like she's with a man now, but she's had so many different types of sexual relationships. Mm-hmm. So I really trust her. And she's also like she's really sexual. She's she said at some points, like, oh yeah, I have sex almost every day. And I'm like, wow, you're an expert. Dallas. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and she does, yeah, she shares her own personal experiences. And I think that's really important with podcasts as well, that you do kind of have to give a bit of yourself. Yeah, yeah, totally. Exactly. You've got to relate to people. Next in this episode, we have the award-winning author and co-host of what was an extraordinarily popular podcast, The High Low, Dolly Alterton. Now, you could really tell from Dolly's listening list that she loves a good in-depth conversation, which is exactly what this recommendation, Guys We Fucked, is all about. Let's hear why in Dolly's own words. So I love this podcast. It's again hosted by two women, Christina Hutchinson and Corinne Fisher, who are both comedians based in New York. And the premise for the podcast came up kind of like a high fidelity uh, story, actually. It came up because Corinne was dumped by the love of her life. I think they've been together for like five years. Out of nowhere, she had her heart broken in a Panara bread, which I think is the equivalent of like a, a pizza express. <laughs> and she was devastated by it. And she, you know, had that year that everyone has after that kind of out of the blue mm. heartbreak where you're kind of retracing your steps and trying to work out where the cracks began and where it went wrong. So she decided to do a, a John Cusack in High Fidelity. And she decided to go back and speak to all her ex-boyfriends and not just ex-boyfriends, past loves, one night stands, people she's flirted with, sexual encounters to try and 
piece together the patterns of her behavior in love and sex. And those interviews are what started the podcast and her co-host, Christina, did the same. So it was kind of like a joint venture for both of them of self-discovery. But actually it's kind of, it's so recognizable, the stuff that they talk about. It's kind of cathartic for all their listeners as well, I think, where they go through the mistakes they've made, the people they've been with, the heartbreak they felt, the hearts that they've broken. And that's how it began. And then I think they obviously ran out of guys they touched at some point because <laughs> it's been going for years and years and years. So it became more of a, just a sex yeah. positive podcast, which is a phrase I'm always quite cautious about using because I, I find it, you know, I think being sex positive is sort of like being chocolate positive or eight hours sleep positive. Like everyone's sex positive. <laughs> everyone, everyone enjoys that activity for the most part. But I think they're kind of, it's the anti-slut shaming mm-hmm. podcast. So they're keen to kind of destigmatize sexuality in a way that even for me as someone who I think that is quite liberal, I've realized since listening to this podcast that I definitely have weird shame and hang-ups about things and I'm much more easily shocked than I thought I would be. And it's been really good listening to all sorts of conversations between sex workers, other comedians, porn stars. They also do a lot. They talk a lot about sexual assault. They speak a lot to sexual assault survivors. It's just all these conversations being given oxygen. And I've learned so much about sexuality and desire and power and abuse indeed. And these are just all conversations that I think are so helpful. My question is, since you both obviously think about sex with exes like all the time, yeah, I guess. Uh, do you think speaking about sex with exes with my girlfriend would make her all confused to see me turned on while she talked about sex with not me? Uh, not at all. I think that we both have that kind of fetish, right, Corinne? Yeah. You and I both kind of really like when yeah. I like imagining or picturing my boyfriend fucking other women. Not all the time. This but is it is stuff. Specific though, because this is sex with exes. I would. I don't really, really. Right. I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear about sex with someone that you haven't had sex with that we both mutually know. Right. Because anytime Stephen has talked about sex with his ex girlfriend, we had his ex girlfriend on like I don't know three episodes. Ago. Right. That was fine. And like there was one time we were out at the table, table, and she and Lindsay was there, and he was like, "Remember when I was going down on you and I dislocated my shoulder?" And I was like, "Ha ha! I don't care about that anymore. I'm in the yeah. picture. Me." So that pissed me off. But if you, I think if you do fetish that, if that does turn you on, specifically with an ex, then just tell her to keep talking. Yeah. I don't think, if I was the girl, I wouldn't be weirded out because I would associate that with, like, I like thinking of my spouse or boyfriend or whatever talking, like, fucking other people. I guess an ex is a little digging a little bit. It depends. For me, there's usually one ex that I am super jealous of, but only one. (laughs) In every situation, there's always that one ex that you that you're like like, you've convinced yourself they're still in love with that person, even though they're not. I mean sometimes I'm I'm usually I'm usually still in love with the the other boyfriend. I'm usually so in love. With Who is that mysterious man clearing his throat? I have no idea. Anyway, I'm usually so in love with the previous boyfriend, like six months into the new relationship. Usually, Re- yeah, yeah. Uh, it depends. That, mm, I guess unless I like totally dump the guy. If I, I usually dumped. have so much space in between my relationships that yeah. I like have time to like fuck other people and get over it. Yeah, I, 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 like. I, 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 well, I, I go on the fuck fest and then I get sad. I've never been, I've never been turned on by a boyfriend talking about it. Yeah, I've never been turned on by a boyfriend talking about an ex. No, I don't want to know that. I actually get like Ugh. jealous. I just, I just I'm like Ugh. straight up get jealous and it makes me pissed off that I'm jealous. I like to learn. hear things they did just so I know what we're working with. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Like what I'm up against. 
from Dolly's recommendation to a recommendation about Dolly. Our next guest, Gemma Stiles, talked us through the wonderful series Love Stories, hosted by Dolly Alderton, where she chats to guests about their most defining relationships, the passion, heartbreak, familiarity and fondness that have formed who they are. Here's Gemma sharing why it's such a special show to her. So I'm always really sad that there aren't more episodes of this podcast and I'm almost hoping that with the high-low being no more, maybe she'll find time to go back and do some more episodes of Love Stories Mm -hmm. because I just think it's such a lovely podcast. It's kind of, I guess, maybe in a similar vein to How to Fail is people talking about different kinds of love that they've had in their lives Mm -hmm. and just going through and talking about their experiences with love and their relationships and it might be unrequited love that they talk about and it's really these kind of connecting human experiences that most people will have in their lives and just hearing you know people with the platform going on these podcasts and you get to hear really personal things about people and even just from a nosiness level you get the really nice the really nice human connection I love your honesty but then yeah you just get to hear famous people talking about really intimate things in their lives and it's just you don't get that very often and it's really it's quite quite enticing Well, you don't get that often because people, you know, they're protective and they don't want to share that. I mean, they've had huge guests on that show, like Lily Allen, Matt Haig, Stanley Tucci. And again, you would never have like, you know, Stanley's a huge actor. You know, he he talks about his work and stuff. And then to go on a podcast like this is credit to Dolly because Dolly is trustworthy, isn't she? And you kind of absolutely yeah feel like she can get really great conversations out of people because she's so vulnerable. Yeah. And I think because she's been vulnerable and been open about her own life Mm. and about her own kind of dating and things like that I feel like in her work she just feels like quite a trustworthy person to talk to and she's not trying to you know get the clickbait headline or trip anyone up or embarrass anyone it's just really genuine conversations that she's having and they're just so lovely I mean that Stanley Tucci episode is a brilliant Mm. one I've definitely re-listened to that one before and um, it's one of those things that makes you kind of like Stanley's been in so many films, but it even makes you like him more as an actor. I'm like, oh, he's a real person. I know. It's so true. I actually, when I see him in anything now, I'm just like, oh, I love him so much. I remember going on this trip to, we went on a field trip to Mystic Seaport. And it was a long bus ride, a couple hours or something. And I remember sitting with her on this bus ride and we fell in love with each other. And I remember getting home, I remember it so distinctly, getting home and just being in this euphoric state. I'd never felt this way before. It was incredible. And I think I spoke to her on the phone that night. And I remember eating dinner. Everything tasted better. Everything felt better. Everything was, I was just floating. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching a movie. I watched a movie called Our Man Flint, which was... Like James, I don't know, it was one of those sort of tough guy movies or something from the sixties. And I was—it was the happiest I'd ever. I was so in love with her, and we never—we we did. There were no—we didn't have sex. There was no. Did you kiss? Yeah, we kissed a lot. <laughs> we kissed a lot. There was a lot of there kissing. Was a huge that was grin it. on Stanley's face. Yeah, and that was as far as it ever went. And did you ever feel that level of pure, unguarded euphoria again? with love. I don't know. It sounds terrible to say, but I'm not sure I did because it was so new. It was mm. so pure. I think you only I think you feel it, it once. once. I do too. I agree. I don't you can't 
Because everything else becomes, you, you know too much or mm. you think too much. Mm. And, and you thinking. know what there is to lose. Right. And right. how hard it is yeah. to fall. And, yeah. yeah. And then, oh, does she want kids? Does she not want kids? Yeah. Does this, does that? What about the parents? Oh. And then when you're a kid, you're like, you know, you're not even thinking about any of that. What was her name? Cece Martin. Cece. I mean, she sounds so apple pie well, American. She was it's really perfect. apple pie. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the wonderful Clara Amfo came on Castaway in season two, we chatted about the stigmas of female sexuality, something the duo at Thirst Aid Kit are more than happy to discuss. The brilliance of the show is that they discuss their celebrity crushes, aka who they're thirsty about. Clara mentions when their dream crushes actually come on the show. Take a listen to hear what I mean. I would like to thank you, uh, Clara Amfo, for bringing this into my life, Thirst Aid Kit. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and I, I feel a little bit naughty. Listen, this is when I listen to alone. <laughs> oh, look, do you know what? Thirst Aid Kit, I absolutely love. So it's hosted by a very good friend of mine, a brilliant writer, Bim Adewimney. Uh, she's now based in New York, actually, and she hosts it with her friend, Nicole Perkins. And it's just really naughty. And it is a celebration of what it is to fancy people, lust, sexuality and all the fun feelings that go with just being thirsty <laughs> but they've been really really good at just celebrating the fact that women are horny too ah <laughs> uh, yes they are I love it because lust as you said lust is a feeling and uh, thirst aid kit they're saying the word thirst is the performance of that feeling and yeah it's about the ways I suppose women express their desire and particularly I don't know going to different stages just as for myself personally as a girl growing up you know you get the teenage years and you don't know why you're so in love with this boy band you know like you're obsessed with them it's this kind of teenage kind of fanatical lust and then you kind of grow up and there's different kind of men and Hollywood stars and musicians or it could be the guy who lives down the road that you lust after and the Colin Farrell episode because obviously as an Irish person <laughs> it resonated with me and his eyebrows oh, and his accent side note and- side note can we talk about normal people that is it Paul oh, Paul who plays Connell I listen yeah I've been that shit in a day and I was like wow men men are sligo I'm about I'm here I just apparently I'm... apparently it's the most sex on BBC in a drama ever I, I saw a lot of that sex and I definitely agree and it's okay as a woman to lust after we don't talk about that enough we really don't you know I think that there is so much pop culture and like songs and, and movies and, and advertising mm-hmm. so much is put on straight male gaze and mm-hmm. like what men think is like really hot and horny and whatever and it's like women are horny too 
you know, yeah. no matter who you fancy, no matter who you date, we want to get our kicks. And I think this uh, this podcast is just is just a wicked celebration of that. Who do you lust after? Oh gosh. I fancy everyone at the moment. Look, I'm, I'm single. Yeah, how is? Are you are you isolating alone? <laughs> I am. I'm isolating alone. I've been consciously single for a while. I had to had to process an old waste man. That's why. This is why you watch normal people in in one day, Clara. <laughs> like everyone, look, man. I, I've I've been actively dating for a long time. <laughs> had had some hits. Had some misses. And then like last year, I made a decision. I was like, you know what, Clara? Take care of yourself. Stop taking rubbish. Stop taking shit. I'm just concentrating mm-hmm. on you. And I, mm-hmm. I I can honestly say hands on heart, I've had the best year just looking after me and just remembering and mm-hmm. finding out like what I like and taking care of myself. I'm just living my best life, Laura, you know? It is great. I was going to ask you, who would you like to see talked about in that? But I think we know already it's Paul from, uh, Paul Meskel, um, the actor from Normal People. Very attractive. Why, what I, is it? What is it about him though? Because he does doesn't say an awful lot. Well, I mean, do you know what it is? Like, we fall in love with characters, don't we? I mean, I don't know the guy personally. I mean, I wouldn't mind. Because he's on Instagram. And I think he put up um, a clip of him playing the piano and singing a song. I was like, oh, God. Here we oh, go. He sings as well. Here, here we go. I mean, I, yeah, he's he's definitely in, in my list. The I fancy so many. I, I, it's really bad. I fancy, like, quite a lot of people. I've got a good big crush on Virgil van Dyke as well, who plays Liverpool. Yeah. He's very attractive. Yeah, he's. Fit. I, I'm in love with Andre Three Thousand. I'm convinced we're going to get married one day. But Andre Three Thousand. I love him. I love him so. Oh, is that much. always? Is that been? Has this been a long? Kind yeah, of this thirst? has just been forever. He's just. He's just mm-hmm. magical. And like one time, I, I was in New York and I went into a pizza parlor and I had a picture of him up there with all the staff with a big slice of pizza and he just looked really angelic and just lovely. But yeah, so I could, I could really go on. I fancy a lot of people. But, um, but again, but then that's why this podcast is so good because the way they dissect pivotal moments of, of first like they will talk about particular scenes in a film or a tv show or a picture of them and it's just like yeah and i, I love uh bim and nicole because you kind of just feel like you're with your mates oh. aren't you just get a glass of wine have a cup of tea and have a little natter and talk about who you fancy well this is it i think for, for anybody wanting an insight into how women talk about <laughs> potential like new crushes potential new boyfriends this that whatever this show is such a great listen yeah and at the end they they do fanfic and it's very like it's very naughty and sort of very sort of like tumblr-esque like teenage fanfic i think with chris evans not obviously not mm-hmm. that one off of the radio from the uk captain america oh captain america yeah oh yeah. he was honest he actually he, was. he called them up he was a- actual Chris Evans, like came came on it. He was very gracious and very. He was such a good sport about it. You could tell they were being so giggly around him. But yeah. yeah, they both made up um, stories about him, and then and then you have to decide like who wins. Like I think on their Tumblr, but um, mm-hmm. that that's always the funny bit. We love you guys so much that we conspired <laughs> to have Chris Evans call us during his lunch break from Listen. the set of one of the last Avengers movies. Kind of chaos here on set. We're in the final week. Oh. of uh, filming, of filming uh, these Avengers movies, and yeah. uh, everyone's just scrambling. Luckily, we got all of our own inappropriate thirsting out of the way before we talked to him. <laughs> <laughs> but just hearing his voice, the timbre, the mm. just like that laugh, you know, that Listen. little giggle. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. That was special. Well, we, we, we won't keep introducing. We'll just, let's just get to it. Um, the first thing we're going to mention, truly, because uh, we have to, is uh, the cap beard. Right. Right. <laughs> you, you said that like you knew what we were going to ask. Um, right. I don't right. know if you know this, but people fucking love the beard. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good, because I really like it, too. I mean, it was 
I, I usually live my life with a beard. I just, I, I'm not a huge fan of shaving and it provides a little bit of uh, anonymity at times. And, um, I, I, I was really excited that, that the Russos and, and Marvel were willing to kind of give that look a shot. I think it's cool. I think it kind of, it just changes things up. We've seen cap the same way so many times. He's such a throwback. He's such a classic. It kind of gives him a little bit of a, a modern vibe. 72% of trailer chat based on the trailer was because of your beard. Like <laughs> people kept oh, looking really? at, yes, yeah. people kept looking at the trailer because of your beard. I don't know if you know that, but oh. now you do. And now you oh, can't wow. unknow it. Yeah. Shout out to your beard. It's done some, it's done some real work. You should pay it a separate well, check. Hey, hey, I, I wish he were here to thank you, but sadly <laughs> he's, uh, he's been shaved. Oh, damn it. Aww. You uh, could easily do it with the other Chris Evans as well. Cause a lot of people, easy thirst after our Chris Evans in the UK? I mean, personally, not 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 my <laughs> cup of tea, but if you like it, I love it. If you fancy Chris Evans off of radio, <laughs> fantastic. As an advocate for getting to the heart of honest conversations, Irene Ogbontian recommended the acclaimed podcast series, The Receipts Podcast. Irene explained why this made it onto her list and why eavesdropping into this real-life friend group of hers is so entertaining. I'm going to talk about some of your recommendations because you have some great ones here. Some mm-hmm. we've mentioned before, some we have, and some are new ones you've brought um, okay. to the table. Uh, and the first one I'm going to mention uh, is actually one, if you haven't heard of it before, you might recognise it because it was featured in Michaela Cole's show, I May Destroy You. And that is The Receipts Podcast. Mm-hmm. Tell me about The Receipts Podcast. Oh my God, I love The Receipts. So I actually, Tolly, who's part of The Receipts, actually produces mm-hmm. my podcast. So it's like a real 360 moment. So she's great, um, Melina and Audrey. And it's it's a weekly podcast. They kind of discuss kind of current affairs. I love their super unfiltered approach to all their topics. So it might just be like, you know, everything from like racial injustice in the workplace to I think I fancy my boyfriend's dad. You know, it's very like <laughs> wide spectrum, you know, but I feel yeah. like their personality really comes through it. And they've had some amazing guests like Regina King, who I'm absolutely obsessed with on their show. So I really love them. Like me and Audrey used to work together. So again, it's just that sense of community, you know, we all supporting each other. And I feel like every time I listen to their podcast, I know that I'm going to literally, I can't be drinking while I listen to their podcast because I know that whatever I'm drinking is going to be splattered out somewhere because it's just so funny. and They're just so funny. So I love their podcast so much. So my question and my dilemma is, when when is enough enough and when is it best to end a relationship? Oh, girl. Exactly. I was about to say, you know, it's just so interesting for... To hear someone so young and to think that, you know, she won't find love. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reality is you probably don't have love now. That's mm-hmm. what yes. it sounds but, like, ooh. you know. I'm going yeah. point in that. <laughs> <laughs> Break up with his ass yeah. right now. I feel yeah. like from the point you said he's narcissistic, mm. he's annoying. You basically said you hate him. Yeah. 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 Doesn't let you have an opinion. Yeah. It's at that moment that you're like, maybe this person is not for me. And yeah, heartbreak is hard, but being the wrong person is harder, I think. Exactly. I think it's definitely worse than heartbreak definitely and I think he's set in his ways and I think that when you get to a certain point you can't change people and I think that's what she's hoping she can do is like that she can change him but you can't this is who he is and you either let's stop holding on to you can change men I think well first of all I wonder how old this he's probably about 21 years old to be fair yeah Yeah. or he might be older and Mm. getting in her head you know yeah that's true we call that giving them because she has worms in her brain now (laughs) Um, if it's an older man, I think that people 
have to want to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think that um, anyone can change someone else, mm-hmm. but you can be in, I think, a healthy relationship is when you're in it and you both realize yeah. your where you need to grow, mm-hmm. where you need to um, make adjustments yeah. to um, make the relationship um, healthier. Yeah. yeah. We That's just need great. to stop holding on to potential and hope as well. Hoping yeah, he's going to change, he's going to change. Baby, you're 21 in university. Focus on your studies and having fun. Exactly. Definitely dump him. Like, yeah, I think oh, Definitely so. dump yeah. him. Cry the quiet yeah. the tears you need to cry yeah, and yeah. keep it moving. I'll, I'll cross yeah. the table. All four of us say in agreement. he's got Okay, yes. so it's leave him, sis. Yeah, leave him, sis. Leave him, sis. So after three, one, two, three, leave him, sis. Very straightforward. Next dilemma. It's girl talk with no filter. It's it's fun. It's honest. But it's also, and I think actually that's the best thing sometimes with podcasts, when you listen to something that's a bit of fun, but it's such a great learning tool. I'm just wondering, has it made you rethink anything in your life or question anything when, when these conversations are happening? What have you taken from it? Any specifics? I think with the receipts, so I did a really cool episode with the receipts, actually. And I think mine was more of the, less of the wild topic points but just like talking on relationships and trauma and also like the actual creative industry as a whole because they're the ones that kind of made me feel like raw like you know you can just kind of tell your story but you don't actually really look at what you've achieved and when I went on their Mm -hmm. podcast I swear the first 24 hours I've been on their podcast I think I had like 400 DMs on Insta of girls just messaging me like oh my god I can relate to you oh my god like thank you for sharing your story like I'm the same like I didn't know if I should leave my job or go into my business full time. And it was just kind of just that real connection of you seeing, okay, actually I've done something quite good with my life, with my time, you know, that can be quite inspiring to others. And that was the first time I really looked and thought, wow, like actually telling your story is necessary, especially within our community. It's important for people to not just see your highlights, but to really understand the work that goes into it and that's kind of where the foundation for everything that I've done with regards to my podcast kind of came from if I'm really honest for our last guest we have the hilarious Jordan North Radio 1 DJ who shot to fame through his stint on I'm a Celebrity his podcast Help I Sexton My Boss features a series of agony and style dilemmas where Jordan and his co-host William Hansen debate solutions to some of life's cringiest moments here Jordan references a listener story where they were asked to respond to someone who is shagging a watermelon warning you will definitely cringe at this I wanted to wear help I sexed my boss because it's hugely successful I think it's on its seventh series started in 2018 you do it with William your pal tell me a little bit about how this started because I think the last year and you mentioned that there, you know, people are falling in love with podcasts and people want stories. But you, you've been doing this for a few years now. Yeah. So William and I are very good friends and we shouldn't be. We really shouldn't be. We're very He's, different. We're very different. He's an etiquette expert. First which, of all, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, I, can we just talk about that as a job title? Like, I, I love oh. that. Like, I love when teachers, what do you want to do when you're older? I want to be an etiquette expert. Well, this is the thing. He's an etiquette expert. He's a 31-year-old man in a... 60-year-old lady's body, definitely. (laughs) And I just love it. And we're chalking cheese and we're completely different characters. And, oh, my God, like, even the bonus episode that's gone out today, we laugh from start to finish. We we get silly. People write in with the most, like, out there 
dilemmas and problems and we act as agony ants and we get drunk whilst we do it. We drink uh, a cocktail that I'd never heard of until 2014. He went, darling, I'm going to introduce a cocktail to you. That's William. And um, it's called Gin and De Bonnet and it was yeah. the Queen Mother's favourite drink. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just like quadruple shots, a double shot of gin and one part I love, gin, I love that, her fav- that was her favourite one. Get the extra <sighs> alcohol in there. The Queen Mother knew. Honestly, Laura, it gets you hammered. And I just love doing the podcast. And we, like I said, we've taken it on tour. And we started out as just our friends listening to it. Yeah. Because we both lived in Manchester then. And since then, it, it's, it's kind of got a bigger audience. And we just it keeps growing every year. And we're just so proud of it. Let's talk about those dilemmas. Obviously, it's help I sexed my boss, which is a real life problem for lots of people or sexing the wrong person. It, there's all sorts there. What has been, this is a hard question to answer because there's probably been so many, like what has been the most bizarre? Because you've got seven series out of it so far. Like again, we're talking about the British public. They, <laughs> they are giving you lots of food for thought. Okay, at the top three, there was two that was on this on a recent episode. They yes. both came in at the same time. The the weirdest dilemma we had was a guy who caught his housemate penetrating a melon. Yeah, it's like it's, it's pretty much like the apple pie thing, isn't it? It's like, yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, and imagine yeah. if you've had a few drinks, you're with that mate who all just looking at them, they make you laugh. So you're with that mate who you get the giggles with anyway. So you're trying to help this guy out. Oh, like what do you what do you say? Like what? I, I remember Laura just being totally lost for words on that one. I was like, I don't know what I can say here. I don't know what advice I can give. I usually let William pick up there. Well, first of all, it's not very good etiquette. No, it's not. Is it? No, not. that no. melon should be used for other things. <laughs> yeah, but breakfast, and, brunch. Yeah, and just I'll just say, if you listen, give it a listen because it, you know he's campus Christmas, and we're totally different, but we're yeah. best friends. Our final question has come in on email to help at sexwithmyboss.com and it is from Richard Pipkins. Dear William, Jordan and producer Ben. What a great name, Richard Pipkins. I hope you can help me with my problem. The other day I was walking up the stairs to my bedroom and past my housemate's room, no apostrophe. His door was open so I looked inside and saw him. There's... oh my god. There's no easy way to describe this. He was penetrating a melon. What the... Shut the... (laughs) I have two issues with this. Are you winding me up? No, I'm reading what what is... Right, let's get this straight. His his housemate was shagging a melon with the door open. Yeah. Yeah. I have two issues with this. I have been trying to stay healthy during lockdown and have been enjoying the melons in the kitchen on a bi-weekly basis. Oh, God. Have have I eaten contaminated fruit? What's going on? Two. He didn't see me notice him performing the act, so I'm now unsure how to approach this with him in a way that won't make living together impossible. Any help would be greatly appreciated. I understand lockdown has been boring for everyone, and we all have our urges, but soiled fruit is not acceptable. Kind regards, Richard Pipkins. Uh, Wow. (laughs) And the other two weird dilemmas we've had is uh, a guy recently called in to say that he's been wearing his wife's underwear and he wants to 
uh, start venturing on the outside. And we were like, mm-hmm. okay. I know if that's the weirdest, it's twenty. Do you feel a responsibility though? Do you feel like there's quite a lot of responsibility to give advice? Isn't it? Yeah, sometimes. You wrong advice like, or offend someone. That's the thing. You're worried about saying the wrong thing. And, you know, this this guy who's, who wears his, his other half's underwear, it's like it's 2021, what goes on behind closed doors? You crack on. And then we had the weird one this week. It was a guy who fancied his twin brother's boyfriend. And that was... <laughs> yeah, and it's just like... But then we have funny ones like, my cat ain't my condom and what do I do kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, honestly, I have so much fun doing it. And I do it with my two pals, William and Ben, who produces it. And yeah, it's just fun. Thanks so much for tuning into the special episode of Castaway. Remember to tune in next Thursday for another edition covering a whole new selection of juicy podcasts. As always, we'd love you to rate, review, follow and subscribe. And I'll see you next time. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.